0: Go! George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, John Quincy Adams, Andrew Jackson, Mark Van Buren, William Harrison, John Tyler, James Polk. I'll find out why that recording made my wife cry this week and how we can make our students feel special in the classroom. It's episode 14, Substitute Teacher's Lounge. All right, I'll let you try to figure out what that recording was at the beginning of the podcast and why it made my wife cry. So we'll talk about that in just a moment. First, I want to mention that uh, we crossed 1,500 plays Uh, a couple of weeks ago. I told you we crossed 1,000, so it took us roughly... Two and a half months to get our first 1,000 plays. It took us two weeks to get the next 500. So I appreciate you spreading the word and everything. All every, You're telling all your friends and your fellow substitute teachers to listen. I've run into some substitute teachers in the hallway that are listening to it. Even one of the volleyball coaches that I just happened to uh, sub next to his room told me he was listening to it. So I'm excited that it's going around like that. And two of his players that I've talked about interviewing and that I've had as uh, students in classes in both middle school and high school, they will be interviewing with us soon. So I'm anxious for you guys to hear some of the uh, interviews from our uh, students that I've had. Let me, of course, mention again that my email address is gregcollinsubstitute at gmail.com. Twitter address is at subteachlounge, and we're getting new members every day at the Facebook page. It, too, is called Substitute Teachers Lounge. You'll be able to find that pretty easily. It's funny. I came across some students uh, this week that had heard about the podcast, and in fact, one of them hadn't heard of it, but when I told her what the name was, she mentioned that she actually remembers that popping up on her Spotify, I guess because she geographically lives close to me. So uh, it's getting out in ways that maybe I didn't even realize. So hopefully things are going well in that regard. I wanted to mention something about last week's episode, the one we did about sharing stories with your students. And specifically, I told you about the story I shared about 9-11. Interestingly enough, I also teach a class at our church for high school students. And it just so happened that we discussed being thankful this week. And I actually played them some of that podcast and talked about how, you know, it's all right for us to be thankful that our loved ones are safe and it's all right for us to be thoughtful of others that are affected by tragedies like that. So we got got a lot of mileage out of that, but that episode. So I'm thankful for you guys listening, and I'm thankful that I was able to share that in useful ways with others. So this episode, we're going to be discussing ways to make our students feel special in ways that they're going to probably remember for a little while. And I'll tell you how it it came up. I've been doing this for several weeks now. It used to be when I substitute taught and I had all the teacher's notes, you know, I would try to get through everything that that teacher left and rightfully so. And, you know, if if a student would interrupt because they had an interesting story to share that has to do with the subject we were talking about, a lot of times I would hurry them along or say, we don't have time. And The more I got to think about that, the more I realized that's probably not a really good strategy. So I'm going to talk to you about some of the things I shared with students this week, and I could tell it really made their day a lot better. First of all, I'm going to tell you how I made my wife cry this week, and it is because of the very thing I was just talking about. My first day substitute this week was on Monday it was at a band director's class that, who was out of town. It just so happened that, uh, that that band director was at a workshop of some type, and the students that were in there uh, in one particular period were sixth grade. Now, I don't know if you ever substituted for a band class, but you, especially in middle school, usually the younger grades are the larger bands because you know they've just come up from fifth grade. They're trying to decide what they really want to do and if they want to play an instrument. A lot of them might decide after that year that they don't want to play an instrument. But in sixth grade, there's a lot of students in there. Well, it just so happens that this particular sixth grade class was part of my wife's class uh, last year. She is a fifth grade history teacher. So I had, of those 70... I bet there was maybe 15, 20 that had come from the school. There's about four uh, elementary schools that feed into this middle school, and they were all in there. They remembered that I was Mrs. Collins' husband, and they said, Mr. Collins, uh, we all enjoyed your wife's class, and she taught us to say all the presidents in chronological order. Can we say them for you? And I said, well, i tell you what. You know, it was only movie day anyway, so I said, i tell you what, not only that, let me record your voices while you're saying them and send it to my wife so that you can show off a little bit. I'm going to play this for you. I know it gets me and my wife more excited, that it's probably going to get you excited, but it was so interesting, and I'll tell you the observations I had after it was over. And by the way, as I mentioned, it was in a band class. And you can kind of listen as we get closer to the end how the rest of the class and especially the percussion session or section tried to chime in and be a part of what was said. And then we'll talk about it. So without further ado, here's, here's the sixth grade band class I talked uh, talk to this week. And they're saying the President of the United States. Go! Go! <laughs> So maybe you think I've lost my mind, but I love that recording and I sent it to my wife uh, over a text message and she texts me back and sure enough, it had brought her to tears and that meant so much to her. But what I want to talk to you about today is how much it meant to those kids in that class. They were, you could tell they were so proud that they could do that and that they still remembered something my wife taught them. And then I, you know, something I've worked on the last few weeks is ways to make kids feel special all the time in class. I don't do a whole lot of cutting them off now when they have stories to sh- to share because that's ways that they feel special. As a for instance, in one class today or this week, we were talking about how acorns were eaten by mice, and then mice by snakes, and then hawks ate the snakes, and one thing led to another and we started talking about nature and then i mentioned to them that i had read an article that perhaps uh, see if they could think of a living object that if they went away would cause a complete collapse of our ecosystem and many of them guessed and then finally somebody came up with it the article read i was i read was about bees because if they can't pollinate things then our whole ecosystem will collapse the kids were proud that they came up with that on their own. Some of them had B stories to share. And, of course, I let them share those stories. You know, and it's amazing. I, I think, you know, it, this especially works with the sixth grade level. And I'll find out. I know a lot of you have encouraged me to get into elementary school. I will be subbing my very first elementary school class this Monday. It is right now September, I believe it is the 21st, 2019, in case you're listening to this down the road, that's where we are right now. So, in two days, it'll be a Monday, and I'll be substituting elementary school. Now, it will be fifth grade, so it will be just a few months uh, removed from the middle school classes I've been teaching, but I'm looking forward to it. I know some of the uh, people that work in that uh, school, and I think that will go well. So I'm really looking forward to it. You know, those age groups specifically, they love to share their stories. When we were talking about the snakes, one of the students I talked to actually had a pet snake. It was his father's, and they, they enjoyed the snake, and they got to share the stories. And then other, other, other students wanted to share stories as well. So always take the opportunity to let them do that. Let them share their stories. It makes them feel so important. There's other ways that we feel the students, you know, the students, we we can make them feel important that we run into. I was uh, refereeing volleyball one night in the same area where I subbed that day. So I just dropped by the McDonald's and sure enough, a lot of the volleyball team was in there and I got to talking with them and how well their team was doing and the things they needed to work on and I could tell they were uh, interested in the conversation and That leads back to the classroom where I can discuss things. They know they can discuss things with me, you know, put them more at ease. That was also where I ran into some volleyball players that said they would be happy to interview for this podcast. And I've talked to their parents, too. So that was very good all around just to let them share their thoughts. They know they can talk to me about just about anything. They talk to me about personal things. You know, I don't necessarily give them what I think as much as just being there as somebody to listen to. I had one student in class this week. You know, I'd say most of you are in the same boat where maybe you take attendance in a class. And I usually look for the first hand to go up and allow that child to take our absences up to the office for that day. Well, one student that I saw picked out. I knew the the one that I picked out, some of the students said, oh, you don't want to send him up there. He's always getting in trouble. And I, I felt, felt bad for him. So as he came up front and I could tell he had kind of a sad look on his face that they said that, I said, you know, I just kind of held up a paper in front of our head so I could talk to him just one on one. And said, man, I trust you to go up to that office and come right back. I know you're not going to violate my trust, and I know you'll do fine. And he did fine and came back. He appreciated me for giving him the opportunity. Sometimes we run into students like that, that all they're really looking for is an opportunity to just, you know, help the teacher out, run an errand, make them feel special for that day. So that's some of the things I try to do. we we'll occasionally see students you know, doing artistic things in classes, maybe after they get their work done. I always go out of my way to tell them how that's really a nice drawing, you know, especially when I had that long-term sub job for nine weeks at the end of the last school year. I actually had some of the students draw some caricatures, so to speak, of me, and I made sure I put those on the wall so they could see them every day when they come in. I've seen other teachers that do that. So another way, just a simple way to make students feel like they're special and that their opinion matters and they're important to us. You know, there's so many simple things we can do. One of the the same sixth grade class that I was in, we had some reading assignments. I allowed them to read out loud. And one of the young ladies that volunteered, she read it really well. And I couldn't believe her emphasis and her enunciation was so perfect her dialect i mean she was so clear the way she read she emphasized the right words and instead of just saying you did a good job reading i stopped and i asked the other students I said how do you all think i think she did a great job you all tell me why i think she did a great job reading and they, you know, they they didn't say the word inflection, even though that's what I really enjoyed about it. But they mentioned the exact same thing. She emphasized the high point. She emphasized the low point. She knew when to get louder and when to get softer and when to emphasize things. And I could tell her she was almost embarrassed, but I could tell that she really felt good when she left the class. And that was just a small way to pump her up. Even some non-educational ways. I saw one of the sixth-grade students I taught last year walk into the hallway with a girl. So when I had uh, with a girl, so when I had uh, the the girl later in class, I hadn't met her yet. I just kind of whispered in her ear and said. Did I see you walking around with that young man earlier? I mentioned his name. I won't mention it here, but she kind of was shy and embarrassed, and I made her blush, and I didn't really intend to do that, but she was smiling at the same time, and I didn't know how I had affected her, and I was I was really thinking about apologizing to her. I didn't want to her embarrass her, and I didn't say anything in front of the others. I just said that to her, but sure enough, at the end of class, she came up to me, and she said, you know, she said... My father is a preacher, and I met that uh, boy at, he came to some of the church uh, activities that we had, and I got to know him, and he's my boyfriend, and I really think a lot of him, and she opened up and told me that. And just the very fact that I pointed out something kind of silly, and, you know, and tried to talk about the boy, that, and I wouldn't have brought it up, but he was one of a, a really good student that... I had in last year's class, made great grades, had a good attitude in class, and uh, that's why I brought it up because I thought he was a special boy. And, of course, we're talking about sixth graders, so it's not like it's an intense relationship or anything, but it was just a way to kind of break the ice. And now those students come up to me and they'll talk to me with, you know, just about anything. Now, some of you might not agree with this, but I actually, you know, when I see tinted hair on some of the girls, I've got two options. I could just say, well, you know, they're just doing that to get attention, or I can just say, I think that's attractive. I won't say it if I don't think it is, but when I see, you know, hair or see, you know, nails that some of the girls have now, or perhaps some of the uh, jerseys that the guys wear that have football players on them. I'll just mention to them, I really like your jersey. I really like your nails. I really like your hair. And it's just a way, in my opinion, to bond with them. I could just completely ignore it, or it gives us an opening to talk to each other. And I have found, even when I share thoughts of this type with the other students, that They will come up to me later and go out of their way to talk to me in the hallway. And it really makes for an interesting relationship with the students. One other little small thing I recall, and I thought it was an interesting comment that the student made to me. It was sixth grade again. We were going on at a good clip. Everybody was getting their work done. We were actually on the extra assignment that the teacher had left in case the first assignment didn't occupy all the classes by the way, this is my same sixth grade class I talked about a little bit last week. I've run into a sixth grade class that may, in fact, be the one of my favorite classes to go to because they're just good from top to bottom. They, they really all concentrate. I haven't had anybody that doesn't want to do their work or, or is lazy or just ignores what you're saying to them. They're all really great students this particular class i was walking around and they were doing their work and i just happened to look down and one of the girls had a notebook and she had on it she'd written a list of disney movies that she was showing to her friends she had a strange look on her face like i had discovered something she was doing wrong so i turned it upside down and and looked at it and i said you know, you left off my favorite movie, Aladdin, and she just kind of smiled, and sure enough, after the class was over, she came up to me, and she said, man, I was scared when you came back here. She said a lot of substitutes would come back here and take my notebook away and say I shouldn't be doing that in class, and you caught me by surprise before I was able to do that, so isn't that interesting? She'd done all her work, She'd done, you know, most of her extra work. She was just doing on that on the side. I had two choices. I could say, I can't believe you're doing that. Or I could just go along with her and talk about how those were some of my favorite movies too. So, you know, there's so many opportunities we can do like that and talk to our students and let them know that we feel like what they do is important. Even if they're doing things on the side, compliment them. Now, don't make it sound hokey. If you say something nice to everybody, it's just like giving participation trophies out. You know, make it personal. Make it be stories that they like to hear. Excuse me for jumping around. I also thought that back in that band class when we were showing movies, uh, you know, I gave them some trivia questions about movies. Uh, most of them knew that the biggest money-making movie was Avatar internationally, but they didn't really know that Gone with the Wind was, has been the most watched movie of all time, you know the ticket prices were cheap when it came out in 1939. But overall, it's still the most watched movies. Or if you see a list for adjusting for inflation, that still comes out on top. You know they they enjoy it when I share questions like that with them. One of the projects we worked with uh, this week was how to dis- how to read an article, and then uh, create a an accurate summary without inserting our own opinions so we walked through that it was that same snake article I was talking about and we talked about how I think snakes are if we say I think snakes are the worst animals alive then we've inserted an opinion into that that's not really a good summary but if we just summarize the article the circle of life uh, the chain that happens how if if snakes increase they eat more mice. There's not as many mice to eat the acorns. Maybe the tree population grows up. Or if the mouse population increased, they eat more acorns. Maybe the tree population, the oak tree population goes down. We talked about that type of thing. There was one particular part of the project where they had to analyze four sentences, pick out the one that they would they thought was the best version of the story, the truest version of the story, most of us decided on the same one, but I did have one student that decided on a different one, and she wanted to explain to me why she did that, and she really did a good job, and I told her, I said, you you should try to be on, you know, as soon as you get to a grade where they have a debate team, you should really do that. You know, when I run into students that talk about they want to be lawyers someday, and I say, well, the best way to know if you want to be a lawyer is if you can take – a topic and argue either side of it, pro or con, then you may be a good lawyer. And this girl was, instead of criticizing her for not agreeing with the rest of the class or with me, I made sure I thought what her argument was very good. And I thought she put forth a good rationale for why she thought her particular version of it was as good as what we had come up with. Yes, I've said all that to say this. The ways ways we make our students special, let them tell their stories. Let them, you know, other things that I've thought work well is let students that are finished help other students. Don't let them cheat off of each other, but maybe just give them some advice. You know, why don't you try looking for the answer here? Uh, we had a project. that was something called a gizmo that they worked on Chromebooks to solve Some of them did really well. Some of them were struggling even with using the computer and finding the answers. So I allowed the students that were finished to help out the ones that weren't, not to give them the answer, but to show them where to find the answer. So that was helpful for both the students helping that made them feel important, and it made the students that were struggling with the class better understand the system. So we all grew that together. I always love to ask them questions and let them answer it among their peers because those students, they like to answer questions. If they're wrong, I'll say something to the effect of, I understand why you gave that answer. There might be a better answer. So it's a way to smooth that over and maybe go on to another question That might lead to another story and those students feel special because they were able to do that. So if you taught your uh, if you know somebody that taught your students, taught students uh, how to say all the presidents in a row, let them do that for you. If you know that they want to talk about something they've learned, even if it's a little bit off topic, spend a few seconds and let them do that. It makes them feel so special. And that translates back to the classroom because all of a sudden they open up more. This, uh Even the girl that uh, I talked to about the boyfriend, I noticed she started answer more, answering more questions the more she got to know me. So had I not joked around with her at the beginning of class, I don't know if she would have done that. Had I not joked around with the girl that created the Disney list, I don't know if she would have done that. Open up. Let your students share their stories. If you're reading about snakes, let them share some of their stories about snakes. It all helps. Alec I've said before, we're all in this together. Let us grow together and let us make these kids feel special. Let give them a reason to have them think you're special and that they know that they can share their thoughts with you and we can all move through this and learn from each other. I probably say that every week. I I love when we learn from each other. I was honest with them in one class. I didn't know much about how the details of how bees pollinate flowers, but I learned by the end of the day, I had a pretty good uh, handle on it and, They even helped me. It made them feel good to teach me some things, and I always go to in class this way. I've told you before that I hate hearing comments on discussion boards about how you're supposed to go in as a substitute teacher and show them who's boss. Well, you know, that turns them off right from the fact. Speak to them gently at first. I had one uh, class this week where I had to raise my voice rather loudly to finally get them to stop talking, and they stopped, and they looked at me, and i had a serious face for a moment and then i smiled at them and they smiled back they knew i wasn't mad they knew i just had to raise my voice so that i could be heard and they still kept their volume down so it's amazing how much just sharing some niceness helps with these students so let's remember share your uh when you're sharing stories let the students share stories with you don't think that you have to get through every last thing give the students a chance to share some of their own stories it's going to make the class more interesting it's going to give them a way to you know sort of show off in front of their classmates give maybe the students that need a little help give them ways to show off as well like i did with the student just something as simple as sending to the office with the attendance made him feel better that day so as always Let's put our students first. Let's let them know that we're there for them. And I thank you for being here today. I would love to know your thoughts. You know all the email address and Twitter and Facebook page. Please share your thoughts there. And again, I hope to have interviews coming up soon. So thanks again for being with me today. Episode 14 of Substitute Teacher's Lounge. And sorry, one final note. I just finished the editing of this episode, and I was hoping you couldn't tell that I had a cold. So uh, I apologize for I could tell my breathing was heavier, and it was impossible to get all of that out. But I really thank you for listening, and hopefully I'll be all healthy next time, and you won't have to suffer through it. So I will see you next week. Uses provided by Bing Sound.